I drink my coffee black, I eat my chocolate dark, and I throw up a little bit when I see couples in the park saying I love you, babe. She's hopping on his back. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love like that. I'm drinking day old wine. I spend my night. All right, welcome to Nashville Daily, our Music Monday installment. I'm Aaron Pennington. And I'm Stuart Timmy. And today we are joined with Zoe Clark. Zoe, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We're excited as well. Um, one of the first lyrics that, uh, that that stands out to me is there is uh, you throw up when you think about the couples in the park. Yeah, I want to know what park What, that what is. parks are you going to in, in Nashville? Listen, all the parks. Centennial, <laughs> the one off of 12 South, every park, you'll, you'll see some couples jumping on each other's backs. Severe, Severe Park is a, uh, a very, Stuart and I talked about this before, it kind of has that romantic feel like a... Uh, like a, I'm like on the a, walk through here through sunset. Get a picnic and, basket yeah. kind of park. Get and, a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get coffee. Have a little walk on sunset. You know, have that little romantic scene. If only we could uh, had uh, have an open container law in Nashville, so we could just have some wine <laughs> in the park. That just, that just sounds like a great, great. time. We thought yeah. 12 South was popular before. Wow, it would blow up after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be crazy. Um, Zoe, we're, we're happy to have you on. You have a, a recent release called Last One Standing, uh, which has done really well um, on, on Spotify. It's, it's, it's great to see uh, your, your music on there. It's great to see it doing well. You're a pop artist as well in Nashville, so really kind of putting a bold statement in the ground for the city. You're a senior at Belmont University. Um, but w- one thing I, I, I want to talk about is with Nashville being the city that it is, um, and, and you're from the Northeast, what was it like, you know, knowing the things you know now, um, coming to Nashville from the Northeast, what made you pick Nashville? Um, and what were your sights? Because you're not putting out country music. Uh, so what was the appeal for Nashville for you? You know, for some reason, I've always been intrigued by Nashville because it's music city songwriter galore like everyone writes songs here and it's just the place to be and coming from Connecticut I didn't really have other people like me and songwriters that I could collab with or co-write with I was just kind of labeled as that's Zoe she writes songs she sings (laughs) and I didn't really have those people so Nashville was always such an attractive city to me because, you know, there were people like me that write songs and perform and, you know, do as much as they can for their career. So I automatically was like, this is where I want to be. And then I heard about the Belmont songwriting program, which is my major. I'm a songwriting major and I'm a senior I'm graduating in two months, which is crazy. Are, um, are you going to be in another Zoom graduation class like the last one? Probably. I don't really know yet. They haven't told us what graduation is going to be like this. <laughs> next. No, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping I'll get some sort of graduation at least. Um, but the songwriting program just kind of cemented it for me. And I was like, great, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. And so I'm a songwriting major at Belmont and I've been here for almost four years and it's my favorite place. Well, when did you know that you wanted to go to Belmont? I knew I wanted to go to Belmont when I actually it was funny. 
my guidance counselor, I had no idea Belmont existed. And then my guidance counselor was like, Zoe, have you heard about Belmont university? They have a really good songwriting program. Cause I knew that I wanted to do music and I was looking at all the schools that did that. Um, and I was like, Oh no, I haven't looked it up, you know, read about the program was immediately intrigued about it. And then actually went down to Nashville in the spring. Um, I think junior year of high, of high school and, um, toward the campus and talked to some of the professors and fell in love with it. And I was like, this is the place I need to be. And then I got in and it's just, I'm in Nashville. Yeah. What did you think about Nashville during the time or, or was that even the consideration was okay, city and school, or were you just looking for, for school? What was Nashville to you during that process? I mean, it was city and school. I, not, you know, I was very particular about what I wanted my college experience to kind of be like, cause I wanted to be in a city and I wanted it to be music based, but I also wanted a college campus where I feel like when I'm there and I'm walking around, I can see other college students and I have that college vibe because coming from Connecticut, you know, I did the NYU songwriting programs there and it's very, it's a city, you know, your dorms are in the city with other you know, people living in apartments and you don't get that for me, at least that college feel that I wanted. So this was kind of the perfect storm where it was, I was getting music and the shows and the songwriting. And I was also being able to have the college experience that I wanted at Belmont and doing both. So it was kind of like the best of speaking, both. speaking of storms. I'm sure there's one thing, cause I know Stuart's from the Northeast and I'm sure you miss as well as snow. Uh, is, is it weird going through a winter season and being like, I, there's literally like nothing here. There's no snow. I think it's hysterical when it snows, like not even an inch and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, get off the roads right now. Like everyone freaks out and it's great for me. I'm like all about it. I'm like, great. Cancel classes. Uh-huh. But I mean, I grew up where it had to snow at least two feet for school to be canceled and people <laughs> to actually care. So I think it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my hometown just got, I think it was two and a half feet overnight. Uh, but it's really funny. Have you gone to the grocery store immediately right before a storm or like right after a storm and just look at the empty inventory in Nashville? Oh yeah. It's like, it's, it's funny. It's crazy. People just stock up on everything. It's like the apocalypse. <laughs> I was about to say, it literally is apocalyptic status and I love it. I'm never going to give that up because it's just, it's, it's so fun. It's part of the experience because I grew up in the, in the South and, and yeah, I mean, so the only bad experience is we had an ice storm, uh, Tennessee had an ice storm where I was from. We had an ice storm and you're, you're, you're out for a week, roads, power lines, everything like that. And so we're, we're worried about just slipping and falling on our butts here more than yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm like, this is great. This is, I mean, it's great for me because if people cancel things and it's a fun little snow day, I'm all for it. (laughs) I'm all for it. Uh, So I'm I'm wondering when you came down to Nashville, did you know that you wanted to be in the pop scene? Did you want to keep it open to kind of discover what was going to be out there for you? Cause you, you clearly ended up in the, in the pop side of things. Uh, but what was your mindset as you were coming down here and as you were in college? You know, for me, I was, I was discovering my sound. I think that I was super open to where my music was going to go. And I think, 
you know, I considered myself pop singer songwriter before in Connecticut, before I went to Nashville, but I was very open to what I'm going to learn. You know, I learned so many different songwriting techniques and I grew as a writer by co-writing with different people and kind of immersing myself in the culture here. So I was very open to, you know, where my music will take me. Maybe I'll write more country songs. Maybe I'll stay pop. Maybe I'll go even more pop. I was just kind of open and, you know, I'm still in that pop singer songwriter realm, which I love, but I also love, you know, I'm not only am I an artist, but I'm a writer and I'll write with some of my friends who are country artists and I'll write some country songs with them. Um, so I think it's been great cause I'm able to write different genres, but I think for me, I still ended up in that pop singer songwriter realm with lyrics that tell a story or emotion based, but also with that pop melody or that pop hook that can get people singing. Yeah. I, I think that flexibility is huge to be able to at least stay plugged into those genres, because I'm sure each genre has a little, probably a camp that you can uh, be in and, and, you know, being able to uh, hang out with all the cool crews of every genre is probably pretty fun. Um, I, I noticed you, you put out an album, you were busy in 2020. Uh, if you, you, you were releasing a lot, of you music. were, you were putting out a lot of stuff. And I think that's really, really cool. Uh, before we even get to any of your releases, was this a 2019 plan to get all this stuff out in 2020 or was this a, okay, we're in a pandemic. So I guess I'm just going to put out everything. No, this was a 2019 plan. And then the pandemic hit. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to release it anyway, because for me, I wanted people to release music and I was waiting for the TV shows and I was waiting for everything. So I was like, I yeah. just want to release it and I'm just going to have whatever happens, happens. But I was like, you know what? It's a pandemic. I would want music at this time. So I just released <laughs> it anyway. Did you, uh, did you stay in Nashville the entire time during the pandemic or did you go back to Connecticut? No, I went back to Connecticut. So literally a week before Nashville shut down, I played the analog and which was in March, um, literally a week before everyone was like, go to the grocery store, get all the toilet paper, uh -huh. do all the crazy stuff. <laughs> and so I ended up staying in Nashville until I would say a week before my release of my EP, Lover's Mark. And I went back to connect. I drove, which was 14 hours back wow. to Connecticut with, and to, you know, spend time with my family and go there instead of being alone in my apartment <laughs> for for lovers mark I, I think you know for any artist who has an album come out like that uh and 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 for for you to really have time to see how it did um what is something because i i want to get into listening to a little bit of it and hear your sound with it um mm -hmm. what was it like releasing that album and what were some of your favorite songs from that now that it's been out for a little bit you know that it was kind of like, that was my debut EP. I had all of these songs that I wrote that had to deal with love and heartbreak and heartache and navigating dating in my twenties and being, a, you know, a girl in college and sorting all that out. And I just had all these love songs or all these songs that related to that. And so I wanted to take the best ones in my opinion, that tell a story. So, you know, every, it starts with cave and then more and then blame and it goes down and the order of the tracks are all purposeful. They're all one word, the one worded titles, which was purposeful. Mm. Because for me, it's like, I'm a nerd and I listen, when an artist releases an album, I literally have to listen to the whole thing straight through. Absolutely. I'm like, it tells a story. It yeah. tells, it's what the artist wants. So I was very, 
you know, set on having everything be purposeful and making it the way that I wanted it to be. Um, and you know, yeah, I always, I have a lot of love for that EP because for me, my songs that I write are all based off of my own experiences and what I'm going through because that tends to relate to more people as well. And when I started writing or even thought about songwriting, this, it was those songs that were so, um, personal by different artists that I related to the most. And that's something that I've always wanted to do as a writer. Um, so, you know, I wrote those were, that was, that EP is just kind of like everything that was going on in my life at the time. And I would say cave, which is the first song off of it is one of my favorites. Um, because that one was, I wrote that, I wrote that song alone and I wrote it on a Sunday in Nashville at my friend's house who was at work and I was waiting for her to come back to hang out. And I ended up, I wasn't even planning on writing a song that day and it was really beautiful outside. I was on the porch, grabbed my guitar and I just started playing it and the melody came and I wrote that song in an hour. Um, so that's honestly, it's one of my favorites. It's also one of the most popular ones off of my EP. And then Terminal 4 is also, which was the last song on my EP, is also my favorite just because it's super personal and it tells a true story about seeing an ex at an airport in London out of all places. And oh kind my of goodness. run through your mind and that happened to me. So wow. Let's, I wrote a song about it. <laughs> let's take a listen to, to Cave and kind of get a listen for uh, your first EP. So yeah. here is Cave. Just for everybody listening, that's not Taylor Swift. We have Zoe Clark with us here <laughs> on uh, on our stream today, but uh, it sounds incredible. Um, and I'm guessing this is a metaphorical cave. You didn't go write this in any of the Tennessee Mammoth Cave, caves. Tennessee Caves, anything I like not. that. I should have, in retrospect, but I, <laughs> I wrote it on a porch. <laughs> have you have you been to any of the caves in Tennessee? I've not. Uh, so there, there's a huge cave system, uh, Cumberland Caverns, the Caverns, uh, and these are all like show cage, ca- uh, caves that you can actually pr- like see live bluegrass shows. So if you in. could play caves in one of those caves at some point, that would be awesome. I think, I think that would be, com- that would be circle, like, I'd yeah. be like, all right, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would, that would be fantastic. No, I, I, I really love your sound and, and. Um, I have explored the pop music scene in Nashville a lot at the end of 2020 and in 2021. Um, and you know, what's really funny is there are a lot of branches of even the pop music scene in Nashville. Um, and I, I think you align more with, uh, styles that are maybe a little more familiar with everybody's ears, but I think you do a really good job with your, I mean, your songwriting is obviously I- incredible and that's a lot of things that you're focused on. Uh, but w- what have you observed about the pop scene in Nashville? Is it still something that is to be figured out? Is it something that you is a kind of bubbling and ready to pop or is it still something that needs a little 
time to emerge in the city? I think it's a really big part of Nashville right now. Um, I think for a while the pop scene was kind of in the back and people were there, but no one was really paying attention to it. And I think especially in 2020 and 2021 now, every, you know, the pop scene is really breaking through, which I think is great. And you have so many different versions of pop. There's the LA pop sound that's R and B meets Katy Perry meets, you know, Lady Gaga. And then there's the John Mayer sound. And, um, I think pop is becoming a big force in Nashville and I'm here for it. Like, I love it. <laughs> How would you define your pop? Cause I don't understand any of those references. I'm like an old person <laughs> with these. I'm like, sure. That is a hundred percent. Right. Oh, yeah. That's coming. <laughs> <out of> LA. <laughs> um, wh- how do you define what your style is? And, 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 you know, in no way is any person's style, obviously complete with an album and, and a few things else, but where do you sit right now in the, in the pop world with your style? I would say I'm more pop singer songwriter. So, you know, you hear those, I say singer songwriter because I think I always end up writing my music first acoustically, whether it's a piano, which is behind me or my guitar. Um, and I write kind of what's going through my head or, you know, I write stories in my music, which is kind of like country music, country sure. music telling a story and doing all those things, but I'm adding a pop, sound to it with pop melodies and a pop twist, but it's still very personal. Um, you know, some of my inspirations are like John Mayer. Like I consider mm. him pop singer songwriter, at yeah. least for me. Um, and you know, I love his stuff. I grew up listening to James Taylor and Carol King who are some of my biggest inspirations. And so that's where I'm kind of feel like that's where I want to be in the pop scene in the pop world. Did you write this entire EP while you were studying at Belmont or did you write some songs beforehand? No, I wrote that all while I was studying at Belmont and I wrote terminal four and more when I went to London with, um, the Belmont songwriting program, they took 10 of us songwriting majors. And we went to London to write with BMG, which is a publishing company there. And so that was kind of where my EP came to life because I knew I wanted to put something out and I had an idea of what songs I wanted to, you know, have on the EP. But then I went to London and wrote completely new songs and immersed myself into different songwriting styles. And I ended up writing songs that are on my EP now that I wrote there. Wow. Um, So a mix between London and Nashville. That's incredible. There's uh, I, I know London and Nashville are two cities that are getting closer and closer. Cause I think even the direct flights out of Nashville, like the only international flight right now is London. Is that, is that yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's London right now. And, uh, we're going to announce this here on the music Monday, uh, episode. Japan will be coming by 2023 to 2024. Yeah. Uh, there was a huge photo of the, uh, some executives from companies in Japan uh, at the BNA airport two days ago. Oh, there you go. That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, next time you write, maybe it's Japan that you'll be going to. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I, I do have a question. Uh, is one of your ultimate goals to write for yourself or to write for other artists or a, like a mix of both? I really want to do a mix of both because I – you know, a lot of the rights that I'm in now are, are for myself um, and my artist project. But I also love, you know, there are other songs that I write that I love that aren't for me necessarily. They're not for my, I can't see myself singing them and putting it on a record because maybe it's a little too country for me or maybe it's a little too, you know, folky for me. And 
I would love to be able to do both so I can, you know, give my music to people that could maybe put it out and, you know, do what they want with it. That'd be yeah. the goal of mine. I also like writing for different people because it helps me to create creatively. I can kind of, you know, write different genres and instead of focusing on my own life and what's going on, I can hear what other artists are going through or what they want to write about, which expands my mind even more with writing. Cause sometimes I can get so stuck with in my own head. Mm. So it's good to kind of get into others. I love that for your, I mean, obviously uh, an EP wasn't enough for 2020. You were like, let's keep going. Uh, now you released last one standing uh, just recently, not too long ago. Um, what was the story behind this one? We'll play a little bit of it here in a minute, but I want to hear the story behind this song because you are nonstop right now. So I want to hear the motivation to keep going and then the story behind the song. This song is, I've been so excited to release this song. It's one of my favorites because it's completely different than my EP, Lover's Mark. That was all about love. This song is all about being me, being unique, being who you are, and loving yourself outside of a relationship, outside of anything. And I wrote this song with my co-writer, Autumn Bicey, who I call my soul writer, like soul mm. sister, but my soul writer, because cool. every song we write together, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you got <laughs> exactly in my head. And she's incredible. And we were at, it was one night, we met through mutual friends. It was our first write we've ever had together, which is rare to like, you know, write with someone for the first time and then, you know, release the song. Um and I was going through notes on my phone of different titles that I had and different and different lyrics. And she just says to me, she's like, Zoe, on a scale of one to 10, how bitter are you? Because right now I'm at a seven. <laughs> That's a good question. That's a really good question. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm at an eight. Let's do it. <laughs> but then I like, we scrapped, you know, all the ideas that we had and we wrote a song about everything we're bitter about everything that's, wrong that's going on in our lives that we perceive as wrong. And, you know, in the beginning, it's like, I drink my coffee black, I eat my chocolate dark, we talk about bitter foods, bitter things, like anything bitter that we do, we put it in a song and we wrote it in like an hour. Wow, that's incredible. Let's let's take a listen to a little bit of it. And then we'll get maybe more into the style of it. I drink my coffee black, I eat my chocolate dark, and I throw up a little bit when I see couples in the park saying I love you, babe, she's hopping on his back. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love I'm drinking day-old wine, I spend my nights alone And all these guys are asking if my friends are single And if so, if I can hook them up, if I'll be their wingman No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand Why bitter ain't sweet, why it's better to be Settling and settling down, cashing in and selling out Why did everybody get so soft now? I think that uh, that song is really, really cool. The first of all, um, I felt like I needed a cup in my hand to do that uh, that game where you go bump, 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 and you, like turn the cup while you sing it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll, pro- I'll, pro- I'll practice that and uh, make a TikTok, make a TikTok about that. Oh, and that'll be fun. I've never done anything like that before. Well, so. <laughs> speaking of TikTok, uh, we checked out your TikTok and you have gained a large following recently on TikTok. So, what's your experience like on TikTok? Well, I gained a large following because of this song. Wow. I 
you know, never really posted consistently on TikTok. Um, I knew that I should do it and that, you know, a lot of my friends who are also musicians were, you know, they're like, we should do this TikTok thing. We should get in the game. Um, and I, the song was coming out anyway, a week before I released it, I was literally in my car in front of Guitar Center because I was getting a um, plug for my oh, amp. Dang Guitar Center, their monopoly on things that They're we all so need. so expensive. <laughs> and um, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to literally make a video of me lip syncing to the song in my car. I did just that. I was like, the worst that could happen is, you know, a lot of people can see it or no one can see it. Mm-hmm. Be where I am now. I went to bed, had like 30 likes, woke up, and I was at a million. Oh <laughs> and my then the gosh. Next two million. And then the next day, three million. And now I'm up to 3.3 million from that song, the little snippet that I did. Wow. And I was like so <laughs> taken aback. Um, and you're and- like, oh crap, my music's not out yet. I was like, well, no, it was actually perfect timing because I had the pre-save link already on oh, my TikTok. It was wow. kind of great. It wasn't like people were had to wait two weeks or I wasn't even thinking of releasing it. I was already planning on releasing the song. So people were hitting the pre-save link and wow. I had over forty I had over forty thousand pre-saves on the song. Holy and, cow. And then I just gained, you know, my people that related to it. And it's it's been really cool. People have been duetting to my TikTok and showing how they're the last one standing. And it's been it's been really cool. TikTok's a really powerful platform, as I soon found out. Well, that, it's so crazy <laughs> that that just happened overnight. Oh, 30 yeah. likes and then a million. <laughs> Literally, wow. I was like, oh, 30 likes, darn. Whoa, <laughs> was blowing up. All my friends were texting me. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, am I going viral on TikTok? And then it just kept on going. And wow. Had, had kind of a life of its own. And, you know, I gained so many cool people that I'm taught. Like I was just on my phone for the past two weeks, just mm-hmm. responding to everyone. And, you know, I'm getting messages of girls covering my songs that aren't even out yet that I just posted snippets of on TikTok. Wow. And it's changed the game and it's the coolest thing. It's the coolest thing. Does that mean a lot to you as a songwriter who, you know, if you were just a musician, then your performance, but you're songwriter, you're after the heart. And, you know, how does that feel to have a lot of people who are relating to your music? That's was probably the coolest and it still is the coolest thing that I've experienced because that's everything that I've set out to do is I want to write songs that relate to people and make them feel like they're not alone and that I wrote the song just for them. So the fact that I reach so many people with last one standing and have all of them be like, Oh my gosh, that's me. I'm always the wingman or this is my anthem. And then going and listening to my other songs and messaging me and telling me, you know, this song means everything to me. This I've never related to this on such a level before and getting those messages that like, I like cried when I first got them because Mm. that's everything that I've wanted to do. And the fact that TikTok gave me this platform now where people can find my music and have it relate to them. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. And having people cover the songs too. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like that's crazy to me because I mean, that's everything that I've wanted to do. So it's cool to have that kind of unfold and start. 
So it, it, continue with the TikTok conversation. It's an interesting app because everybody has their own algorithm. It's not like Instagram where it's like the people you interact with the most, that's who you only see and you never see anything else. It's a pretty powerful thing to, to, to find new people on. Um, so everybody has their own Instagram or their, their own TikTok algorithm. Mine is a lot of food and a lot of cooking, which I'm just starting to get into cooking. So that's kind of why it is. Uh, I see a little bit of music, but I, I honestly don't have a lot of music on there. Uh, but it's, it's literally like one out of every three is some kind of cooking one, which I, I don't know if that's super common or not, but what is your Instagram algorithm like? Mine's so weird. Mine changes changes all the time because my friends will tag me in different TikToks. So then like... You have to watch those. Yeah. And then that messes with my algorithm because then it's like, oh, you like these videos? But like my friends just sent it to me. I would say the majority (laughs) of my algorithm is like dogs. I do have a lot of cats with mine. So yeah. I get a lot of dogs and puppies and doing funny things or sleeping or, you know, just being them. I get a lot of... I get a lot of trends. So I get a lot of like, um, you know, when the renegade was popular, which was a dance, I got a lot of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of funny sounds where people are like mimicking the Kardashians or (laughs) something like that. Um, I get musicians now. Um, but you know, and I get the occasional cooking video. Okay. I get, you know, TikTok has given me some great life hacks that I've, that I've used, whether it's like making <laughs> a good omelet or like, have you seen the cooking video with the tortilla and how they cut it like down the middle and then they fold it this weird way? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Game changer. I didn't know. Okay. I think everybody was kind of on this trend and Stuart laughed at me for this. I didn't know. TikTok taught me that tortilla chips came from an actual tortilla that's put in a fryer and that's our tortilla chips came. Thank you. TikTok for actually <laughs> teaching me that because I didn't know that. And now I'm an educated person because of TikTok. Now you do. You can thank TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has their own. Oh, I'm in uh, like, right. I'm, I'm in Italian cooking TikTok. Oh, dude, it's a great world to be in, man. <laughs> it's a great place to be. Stuart, where's your TikTok lineup? Uh, construction videos, <laughs> politics, um, landscapes, like a lot of like people going to like Alaska. Oh, that's and nice. then uh, I get a lot of like cows, like cow related <laughs> type stuff. Um, that's great. Like a lot of farmers. I get a yeah. lot of farmers for that's, some reason. <laughs> I love it. Farming, cooking, dogs. There you <laughs> like, go. <laughs> I love. I love it. So, um, talk about Nashville. Let's just get into Nashville food while we're while we're kind of on the topic. So. Uh, you're at Belmont, so where are the places that you are like, okay, I'm, I'm going out and getting food. Where are those places that you are, you know, you could drive to if your brain turned, turned on autopilot because you like it so much? Any Mexican food place. Nashville's really good with that. They're really good with that. So good with that. To be honest, before I came to Nashville, I was never a big taco burrito person. Hmm. I like never really... I don't know. I never went out to get it. And then ever since I've came, it's, it's my favorite food of all time. Um, so like Taqueria de Sol on 12 South. Yeah. I love that place. Yes. Um, I have friends that work at Taco Mamacita, which I love. Oh my gosh. That is one of my 
favorite places in Edgehill, so Music Row. It's so mm-hmm. good. And I actually have cilantros literally like walking distance from me. Oh, that's is, really nice. It's dangerous because yes. <laughs> I tend to spend way too much money there. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried uh, uh, Oscar's Taco Shop? No. Oh, that's a, a must, must. Where is it? Uh, so they have uh, nine or ten locations throughout Nashville. They have one in the Nations, the one in downtown Nashville. Then they have one like in Nolensville. West End may be the closest uh, West End's one. West probably the closest one to okay. you. Uh, but you can get like a you can get a burrito, like a full-scale burrito for like $6. It's incredible. Oh, I'm going to go. It's a, I'm excited. Yeah, it was named, uh, was it 2019? It was named the number 20. 21st best casual restaurant in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's incredible. I went I went last night and uh, I ordered in person. I had my food in four minutes. Like <gasps> it's that fast and it's amazing. Incredible. Why have I never heard of? Okay, great. Well, I'm, I know where I'm going this weekend. It's it's our personal mission to teach everybody about Oscars because we love it so much. I'm gonna go and I will get back <laughs> to you. So. Well, you, you you hang out in that, that 12 South area a lot. We have finished up a series on 12 South on the podcast. What is the appeal to you for 12 South? What is it about it that makes you gravitate towards that area to hang out there? What, what do you think about the area? I think it's a mix of a couple of things. I think, one, so many coffee shops there. So even b- before the pandemic hit, my friends and I would always go to Frothy Monkey or Portland Brew, you know, now White Bison, anywhere to just do homework or to yeah. get work done. Um, and it's just very much like a fun social place. Also, in the weekends, like there's, you know, T-shirt carts out and yeah. the smoke truck and Amelia's Flowers. And um, it, it's just like they're great restaurants and bars and lunch places and coffee shops and everyone seems to be out and about there. And I love that they have, um, that area where they have like pumpkin patches and Christmas trees. trees. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. I think it's a really cool environment and it's one of my favorites. Yeah. But I think I started going there because of the coffee shops. If I'm being honest, my friends and I was just the closest and my friends and I loved it there to just do homework. Coffee is a really crucial key in Nashville for getting people outside a hundred percent. Cause e- even though like I will brew stuff in my house, but occasionally I'm just like, I just want something different. Mm-hmm. I want to go get a coffee shop and with Nashville. I mean, this is probably the same thing everywhere, but because Nashville has such a thriving coffee scene, it's a very popular thing to say, Hey, let's go grab coffee for even the first per- first time you meet somebody and you have endless choices. You have a great choice to, of, of coffee shops. It's actually really funny because before I came to Nashville, like in Connecticut and even New York, it was just like, you go, you don't, you don't meet for coffee. You get <laughs> Starbucks on your way to work or school. And that was it. That was like, so coming here, it was like, do you want to meet for coffee? Let's, before we schedule a right, let's meet for coffee or, you know. How are they going to fit us into that Duncan? Like <laughs> that would have been, if you're up, if you're up there, like it was in New York, like that's probably what it would be like. Yeah. So this new coffee shop scene is like my favorite thing ever. I was like, this is amazing. This is like everything I've dreamed of. So, um, yeah. Coffee is a very intense thing here. <laughs> yes. And everyone has like their favorite coffee shop. So it's always funny to hear what other people's favorites are. And then 
you know, then it gets into once you're, when you're meeting friends, it's like, I want to be a Portland brew. No, <laughs> this shop. A hundred percent. Do you guys have a favorite coffee shop? Uh, yeah. So, um, one that I, I, I love white bison on 12 South. Like it's just, it's so convenient because of the convenience yeah. store aspect of it. Like that's my most go-to <laughs> one. Uh, but one that I really like is ugly mugs in East Nashville near, mm-hmm. near, near Rose pepper. And, uh, they do this uh, in the fall. They do this blueberry blend, uh, for mm. coffee. It Ooh. is delicious. That's like a big new thing. The blueberry trend with coffee. Yeah. Or at least it's gotten big this year, I feel like. I think that's because of Dunkin' Donuts doing their uh, plum and blueberry flavors. Interesting. Probably. Probably. Mine, um, Bongo Java is my favorite um, coffee shop as a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. In addition, I that's the beans that I take home the most uh, to, to make coffee at home. Uh, Barista Parlor, I think, has some of the best tasting coffee um, in the city, but... Uh, they're, you know, it's really hard to, uh, buy all of their stuff all the time because it can get five, six, seven dollars for a cup of coffee and nobody needs to be doing that every single day. Um, so Bonga Java is in there. There's a a location that's in Donaldson called caliber coffee that I think is slowly climbing up to number one because everything I've had from them, they've had a um, a bourbon pecan coffee that's been one of my favorite things that they've done. They also um, have a they have a drive through. Yeah, and if you're looking for like a caffeine spike, they have the largest amount of co- like caffeine in their coffee. Yeah, they they never skimp. Like for some reason, if caffeine escapes with other brews, it doesn't with Caliber, and I don't know what they do. Uh, but that's the the biggest caffeine boost that you can consistently get with coffee. So. Uh, and also, do you like coconut? Yes. Uh, you need to check out, mm. if you like Mexican food and coffee, you need to check out Nectar Urban Cantina. And uh, it is absolutely incredible. Some of the best Mexican food in Nashville, but they have this coconut mocha that is to die for. It is delicious. Oh yeah. my it's God. one of the best flavored coffees, the coconut mocha latte that. Uh, in the city of Nashville. Yeah, in, in, this, in the city for sure. Incredible. <laughs> um, what about you? Your favorite coffee spot? Is it in 12 South or is it somewhere else? Oh, ooh. um, summer in 12 South, summer, other places. Like I love barista parlor, but again, expensive. Yes. So don't want to break my bank account. <laughs> there. Um, but I love barista parlor. I've, I love, um, Portland brew on 12 South. Yeah. I think just because one, I really like strong coffee and they have very strong coffee there. And I just like the environment and I always ended up doing homework there. So it was just kind of like mm. a great convenient fun. I would always run into my friends there. My friends would work. That's just kind of been my place. My go-to. Yeah. Have you had their avocado toast? Yes, I have. It's delicious. It is great. <laughs> it is great. Um, so I love a Portland brew moment and you know, frothy monkeys also great for like lunch and things like that, but it's always so busy and so bad. It really is that the 12 South frothy monkey. I, I like it, but Holy cow, you're never going to get a seat there. Um, no. so it's very hard to, you know, you don't want to wait for 10 years to get a seat there all the time. So I, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Um, Zoe for 2021, I don't anticipate that you're slowing down at all with what you're doing. So what is on the horizon for you this year? So much more new music. That's <laughs> I'm, awesome. I've been, 
I'm in the studio all the time. I'm still writing like crazy and writing new songs that I want to put out. I already have songs lined up for releases. Um, hopefully in March too. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to continue rolling and going to continue to put out material. And that's just kind of my plan. I'm just going to keep on releasing music. Are you going to stay in the pop genre? Or are you going to try something else? I'm going to stay in the pop genre. I think, I think right now the genre is kind of going to stay the same, but it's going to be cool to see, you know, the things that I put out next are going to be different than last one standing, just as it was different than lover's mark. Cause it's based on what's going on in my life at the time. And they're all going to feel like me, but you know, the topics might change. Um, the vibe might change a little bit, but it's always going to, I think, stay pop singer songwriter. Do you think this is, this is something that uh, I've heard from a, a few people, but you know, it's different for everybody. Do you think that the community nature of Nashville allows you to experiment with different types of music and really kind of get away with it because of the talent here, because of, of everything. How do you feel about the, that relationship of Nashville and being able to try new things like that? I love it. I, one of the things that I immediately fell in love with about Nashville is that every, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, artist, musician, booking agent, everyone is just, everyone's so supportive of each other. And everyone's like, I want to help you. Like, you know, if my guitar player can't play, there are other people that are, my friends are like, oh my gosh, use this person. A random person that I'd meet at a right would be like, oh no, use this guy. He's great. I think everyone is so supportive of each other and everyone wants everyone to succeed, Mm -hmm. which is so refreshing and something that I love so much about Nashville and the environment. And I think, you know, I am able to write different genres of music depending on who I'm writing for, which has helped me at the end writing my own stuff because I have new ideas to run on and I have different perspectives that I wouldn't have if I just kind of stayed in my own lane. Um, yeah. So I think Nashville's been great in that sense, and I love it. Okay, putting you on the spot, you are not graduated from Belmont yet. You may be in that uh, another Zoom graduation class, uh, but what does the future hold for you? Is it going to be Nashville, or is is it just a giant question mark? What are, what are you anticipating right now? Right now, it's a giant question mark. Okay, okay. I'm, here's it. I would love to stay in Nashville, But at the end of the day, it's kind of wherever my music takes me and wherever opportunity comes, that's where I'm going to go. So right now, everything's kind of up in the air and I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I would love to stay in Nashville, but I just don't know yet. It's okay. We know it's Nashville traffic. (laughs) traffic. We know it's the traffic. (laughs) It's the Nashville traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Zoe, where can people follow you on social media? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at Zoe Clark Official. I spell my name Z-O-E, not Z-O-E-Y, I know. But Z-O-E is the correct way to spell it. It's great. (laughs) Um, So you can find me Zoe Clark Official on everything. And then my TikTok is Zoe Clark Music. Awesome. Uh, because Zoe Clark official was taken. Oh no. Oh no. We're, we're going to go out with the, um, the, the plane of your acoustic music video that you just released. Um, so I I'm excited about this. I love acoustic music videos. Um, tell us a little bit about the creation of this. Yeah. So I made an acoustic video because, you know, this song 
just kind of blew up and became really popular amongst people in the TikTok community. So I wanted to create something that is my song, but a little different. Um, and I always love, I'm, I always go down the YouTube rabbit hole where I just watch music videos <laughs> and I watch acoustic videos and I always love the stripped down versions of songs. Yeah. Some of my favorite songs. And so that was something that I really wanted to do. Um, so we ended up creating this. My friend Tim is playing guitar and, um, hopefully I'm getting the acoustic audio to then also put on all platforms. Cause the acoustic version, a lot of people want that also to listen to. So I'm hopefully going to be posting that everywhere as well. Um, and it was just something that I really wanted to do and I'm glad that I got to do it and it's been cool. Awesome. Well, we will go ahead and, and play out with this, but Zoe, thank you so much for joining us. And we're looking forward to more of your stuff for 2021 and uh, congratulations on your new release and an almost uh, graduation from Belmont. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me and giving me incredible food recommendations. Absolutely. <laughs> we, are, we will do that at any time uh, <laughs> of the day. But here is Zoe Clark with her acoustic version of Last One Standing. I drink my coffee black, I eat my chocolate dark, and I throw up a little bit when I see couples in the park saying I love you, babe, she's hopping on his back. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love like that. I'm drinking day-old wine, I spend my nights alone, and all these guys are asking if my friends are single, and if so, if I can hook them up, if I'll be their wingman, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Why bitter ain't sweet, why it's better to be settling and settling down, cashing in and selling out, why Everyone is butterflies and downpour dancing. I think I'm the last one standing. My shirts are oversized. I'm playing 90s grunge. And I might tell a guy I like him, but that's only if I'm drunk. I might take shots real fast, but I take love real slow. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Why bitter ain't sweet? Why it's better to be Everyone is butterflies and downpour dancing. I think I'm the last one standing. If I say those three words, damn sure I'm a mean it. If I bring a guy home, it's for a damn good reason. When I'm walking down the aisle, no way I'll repeat it. Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why, why bitter ain't sweet, why it's Flies and downpour dancing, I think I'm the last one standing. Everyone is trading hickeys for the Hamptons, maybe I'm the last one standing.